lot of uh, President Trump supporters here. Greatest movement in the history of our country. And that is something that the izquierdistas, the leftists, are trying mm -hmm. to push here in America as well, which is forget the past. Before this coronavirus hit, he had the economy booming. And red, yellow, black, and white Americans of all stripes were able to take advantage of American prosperity. Despite uh, President Trump's common sense approach, Joe Biden and Democrats aren't coming around to the same reality. They want to keep the schools closed. So this is Joe Biden. This is a man who wants to be president, and he can't find the time in his little video to say he's proud of this country. We've never lived up to it. But I don't think that if Joe Biden was president, we would see these types of gains. It is because of Donald Trump's policies and what he has done to help our country grow again. Thank you, Mr. President. It's an honor to be here with you and to hear these stories on why the fight for freedom can never be forgotten. What is happening in our backyard today, I experienced as an 11-year-old at a guy named Castro. Republicans are the party of freedom, Democrats are the party of uh, socialism and worse. We are one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. We will make America great again. Welcome. for watching War Room Weekly. When it turns out that Donald Trump's campaign platform was the prescription for the American worker. He is quite clearly the leader to return us to that stature. Tim, clearly Joe Biden has lost touch with reality. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good night. Hello and welcome to another edition of Team Trump Online's War Room Weekly, where we take a closer look at the contrast between President Trump's excellent record of accomplishment for the American people versus Joe Biden's record of failure and terrible ideas for the future. I'm Tim Murtaugh, Communications Director for the Trump 2020 campaign, and we are pleased to be joined today by the United States Senator from the great state of Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Senator Blackburn, thank you very much for joining us. Sure, good to be with you. Thank you so much. So we all see what's been happening in Portland, Oregon in recent days. It's out of control, leftist mobs attacking law enforcement officers with things like air rifles, slingshots, fireworks, setting fire to the federal courthouse there, or attempting to anyway, barricading police inside that federal courthouse. And this is all an extension of Joe Biden's party. These are, these are leftist mobs, and these are the people who are supported and rooted on by Joe Biden's allies. And now we see the governor of Oregon and the mayor of Portland say they don't even want federal help in their city, yet they have lost control. When you look at this, when you see these things on television, what are your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts are how sad it is for the citizens of Portland and Seattle and Chicago and other cities and how fearful they must be. I, Being a mom and a grandmom, I think a lot about how that would affect not only me, uh, but children when they can't go outside and play, when they can't 
uh, go to see their friends. You hear stories of elderly people that fear getting out and going to the grocery store. And this just has to be so frightening. And you know, Tim, when I look at the Biden policies and you look at this push that they have to say, defund the police, move to police officers. Uh, we don't need anybody's help. And then you see the footage of the absolute destruction that is taking place. You have to wonder, what do these business owners really think? How are they managing? They cannot open their doors. They cannot accept deliveries. People cannot get in and out of their stores. And so what has happened is not only are we seeing lives lost and lives adversely impacted, we are seeing livelihoods that are just being stripped from people who have done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. They're abiding by the rule of law. And I think for so many people who were small businesses and people that are living in these communities, they are thinking, how can I get myself and my family out of here? Yeah, and we've seen this in other major cities as well. Yes, Portland, which is the one that everybody's familiar with now as they're coming up on almost yeah. 60 days of unrest there, but also Seattle, you know, with the CHOP or the CHAZ or whatever they call it, the police free zone there. Minneapolis, where the peaceful protests following George Floyd's tragic death gave way to violence, looting, and arson, and runaway violence in cities like Chicago and New York. And what is Joe Biden's answer to all this? Well, he's siding with those who say defund the police, as you just mentioned. Let's take a look. Here is Joe Biden in an interview with a well-known liberal activist. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that can we agree that we can redirect some of the funding. Yes, absolutely. So there you have it. There's Joe Biden and he's playing games with synonyms here, Senator. He'll tell reporters that he doesn't support defunding the police, but he will say he'll redirect that funding to other government programs. That's like saying to an employee, I'm not gonna cut your salary. I'm just redirecting it to one of your coworkers. All the money is still inside the same company. It's just going to a different place. Senator, are, is, should this fool anybody? Oh, of course it should not fool anybody. And it just shows you that Joe Biden and many of his team never took Econ 101. If you take something away from somebody and you give it to somebody else, that somebody has less, that entity has less, the police would have less. Now, Tim, here is something I think we have to look at as we talk about the mainstream media and how they re refer to all of this. They look at this interview and they say, Joe Biden did not say it's a falsehood to say he said defund the police. Well, they do this because he did not explicitly say the words defund the police. But what he did do was say, we're going to take this money away 
we are going to redirect these funds. We are going to reposition. We don't want the police to have any equipment that may be referred to as military equipment. But as I talk to moms every single day, what they say is, look, if I need the police, if I need protection, and especially single moms, we'll talk about this, they depend on having the police there in case they need them because they are fearful of what would happen if somebody broke in, if somebody tried to stalk them or follow them or uh, get into their home, they know they're going to need that, that help because women really want their communities to be safe and secure. Sure they do. And they want to know who's going to answer 911 when you call. That's exactly right. If they have a need, who is going to be there to come and to help protect them and their children? So I think Joe Biden is totally on the wrong page on this. And he's completely out of step with where American women are when they talk about how to protect their families. And they feel that every community needs to have police that they know and that they can drive by with their children, wave at the police or take cookies over to uh, the police department at some point and thank these officers. I know of so many women who do that with their children and they feel like that this is a way for them to show their children how to show respect to people that are there to help them. Joe Biden is on a completely different page. Sure, <laughs> referring to the police as the enemy in, in some neighborhoods and trying to play games with synonyms. Yep. It's saying that redirect is, the oh, it's not the same as defunding. Well, it, it is, it's the same as defunding, it's the same as cutting. And one of his staffers that referred to police officers as worse than pigs. Yeah. Now think about that. This is right. someone who is working on a presidential campaign and there should be mutual respect between different branches of government and different levels of government. But here is someone who is so far to the left that they refer to your local police officers as worse than pigs. Oh, it's an entire anti-police atmosphere and attitude coming from the left. And it's pretty obvious that Joe Biden is too weak to stand up to them. And, and another point in, in that argument here that it's important to raise can be found in the unity platform from Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. In there, they call for doing away with what's called qualified immunity for police. And that would expose police departments to frivolous lawsuits, and it would absolutely lead to the bankruptcy of local police departments. Senator, can, can you explain to viewers here why is that important? Oh, absolutely I can. And um, this is one of those things where they say, well, if we can't get you by defunding you, what we're going to do is set a trap. Because bear in mind, if Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi had their way, you wouldn't have a local police department or a local sheriff that you can go to the polls and vote for you would have a federal law enforcement agency in charge of that local police and 
they're all federal employees and they're not responsible to you or the local mayor or the local city commission. They're responsible to Washington, D.C. And as we said earlier, who answers that 911 call? Do you really think it would get answered if it went to Washington, D.C.? Of course not. Of course mm -hmm. not. But here, here is the thing when it comes to qualified immunity. They're saying, well, we want to do away with qualified immunity. Now, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina has worked on police reform for five years. He has brought forward a bill. And of course, the Democrats have had all sorts of terrible things to say about him and his work. Senator Scott also worked so closely with President Trump on the great work they did on looking at prison reforms and criminal justice and criminal justice reform. Tim Scott says qualified, removing qualified immunity is a non-starter. And Tim, here's the reason why. Everyone is familiar with the fact that their doctor has to buy liability protection, medical liability protection insurance. They've heard their doctor complain about how much it costs them to pay for that because liability insurance is very expensive. What you would force your rank and file police officers to do is they would go through the police academy, they would complete that police academy work. They would then be certified to raise their right hand and take an oath of service to you in your community. Now, if the Democrats had their way, before they take that oath, they would insert another step. You would have to go buy an immunity liability policy because when they strip qualified immunity, it would allow those prisoners, the person that that cop has arrested, maybe he's a rapist, maybe he's a murderer, maybe he is a rioter who is committing vandalism and destroying property in your neighborhood, regardless, any of those, they could then sue that police officer for arresting them and putting them in jail. So you have a criminal in jail who is using a taxpayer provided attorney and a taxpayer provided library there in that prison and they are pulling together a lawsuit to sue the officer who arrested them and put them behind bars and got them off the streets. So this is how ridiculous this is. Do you know anybody who would sign up to be a police officer if they were going to have to spend the bulk of their salary on an insurance policy to cover them when the people that they arrest turn around and sue them? And the answer is no. So this is another of the Democrats' ways. Isn't it so interesting? They always find a circuitous route to get to where they want to go. And they always deny what the end goal is. And Joe Biden is a pro with this.
He has it's, done this for years. It's on pretty amazing. Issue. Yes, it is. So just to remind people what we're talking about here, this would all lead if you completely gut the police department, redirect their funding to other places in the government, expose them to frivolous lawsuits, bankrupting the police uh, department in general and forcing cops to buy liability insurance, talking about leading to uncontrolled violence in American cities. Now, earlier this week, Joe Biden released a statement about the Portland unrest there, and he called the angry, violent left-wing mob in Portland, quote, peaceful protesters. And he accused the federal agents there of, quote, stoking the fires of division. Pretty remarkable. And uh, there definitely were some fires being stoked, but it wasn't by those law enforcement officers. Let's hurry up and take a look. Those are Joe Biden's peaceful protesters. So President Trump sent in federal agents to protect the federal courthouse there in Portland. The governor, the mayor, and Joe Biden opposed that. So, Senator, the president is standing for law and order, and Joe Biden would stand in the way. You're exactly right about that. Joe Biden would stand in the way, and this just shows how far he is tilting to the squad and AOC and Bernie and a far left agenda. And I will tell you right now, that is not what Americans want to see. And Tim, it really is not what women want to see. There's nothing peaceful about that. There is nothing peaceful about harming people and destroying people's property. It is called vandalism. It is called rioting. It is a crime, and these individuals need to be dealt with. Now, the president is fully within his right to send federal agents in to protect federal property. It is property that is owned by the U.S. taxpayer, and the federal government is the caretaker of all of that. So I would just ask people, You've sent your tax money to Washington, D.C. Washington's Congress has appropriated that money. The people of Oregon wanted, requested a federal building to be put in Portland. The federal building and the, port, and the courthouse there, Congress agreed with and granted the people of Washington and Portland the opportunity to have that building there. So in order to protect that asset, which is paid for by the taxpayer, requested by the state and the city, and built and maintained by the federal government, 
then the federal government and the president as the commander in chief and the chief executive of the federal government absolutely should send officers in to protect that building. It is owned by the US taxpayers. It is not owned by Portland or by Oregon. It is a facility owned by the US taxpayer and it's the responsible thing to do. And for the mayor and the governor and Joe Biden and the mainstream media to say hands off, you cannot send law enforcement, Homeland Security in to protect federal assets. So then what are they going to do? Go state by state and tear down every federal courthouse and every federal building? Are they going to march into Washington DC, the federal city and do the same thing? People would be outraged if that happened and rightfully so. And I would hope there would be some righteous anger or righteous indignation if that happened. And President Trump is doing the responsible thing. He is fulfilling his promise he made in 2016 to be your voice and to protect this country. He is fulfilling that promise by sending federal officers to protect federal property. And the president is quite clear on that, absolutely. And this is also clear. This this uh, movement in the Democrat Party, this this defund the police train, has left the Democrat station, and Joe Biden is just a hapless passenger on that train. Just look at the Democrat elected officials who have endorsed this idea. Mayor de Blasio in New York, Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles, the mayor of San Francisco, the Minneapolis City Council, uh, some of your former House colleagues, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, the list goes on and on. And they also have one other thing in common. They have all endorsed Joe Biden. So, Senator, uh, we'll have some, uh, some final thoughts here. This is a really big, important issue. It's a law and order issue. It's a peace and prosperity issue. You have President Trump on one side, the law and order president, and you have Joe Biden on the other side. Do you think that there is one chance in the world that Joe Biden has the strength to stand up to the extreme left in his party? Of course not. He does not have the strength to say no. He has proven that. And right now, they are telling him what he's going to say. And maybe they have to edit it a few times to get it right. <laughs> but they are the ones who are calling the shots and telling him what he's going to say and what he is going to believe. You know, Tim, I was talking to a group here in Tennessee this morning and I told them, you know, when you look at people who are running for office, what you want to do is say, tell me about your philosophy of life. Tell me about your philosophy of government. Talk to me about your principles. What is important to you? Because what people are tired of is uh, elected officials who will say whatever is necessary to get elected, who will be conveniently conservative if that's what's going to serve them well. But then they're going to be conveniently with the left if that is what serves them well in that moment. And that is what people do not want. 
what they do want is somebody who's going to tell them the truth. They want somebody who's going to keep their word. They want somebody who stands for something. And when they stand for it, they'll stand on it. And if they tell you that they are going to be your voice and they are going to protect this country, that they are going to do that. Donald Trump will do that. Joe Biden has made a career of being in Washington and saying whatever is politically expedient and whatever is convenient at that point in time. And this nation, with all of the civil unrest that is taking place, that is not what people want. They say, tell me the truth. Tell me what you're going to do. Tell me once you have done it. And then let me know what the outcome is. And that is where the American people are. And I think that's why they are going to support Donald Trump um, more enthusiastically this year in 2020 than they did in 2016. Agreed. And this is clearly uh, boiling down to be one of the major issues in this campaign, law and order on the president's side and defunding the police on Joe Biden on the Democrat side. Senator Blackburn, Senator Marsha Blackburn from the great state of Tennessee, thank you very much for your time. Where It was a pleasure having you with us. Delighted to join you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And to all of those watching at home, please join us next week for another edition of War Room Weekly on Team Trump Online. Before you go, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel or like our page. And don't forget to download the Trump 2020 app, which is really the best way to stay connected to the campaign. You can volunteer, make voter phone calls, and earn points to win great prizes. And that includes a picture of yourself with President Trump. So download it today. It is available in the App Store now. Until next week, I'm Tim Murtaugh with the Trump campaign. Thank you very much for watching.